This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a toddler son and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, kids are cute when they're sneaky, or are they? Plus, Biz discovers life will find a way, Teresa's kids went for a joyride, and we talked to Tracy B. Wilson about her infertility coming out party. Woo! How are you, Teresa? I'm all right. (laughs) I had, like, an okay morning, but it, well, something adorable happened that was not okay. Mm. Um, Basically, I went to take my shower. Jesse wasn't home. He'd already left for work. I went to take my shower, and I turn on, like, some DVD for them to watch. Um, And they were sitting there, like, kind of nibbling on the end of their breakfast watching this show. I get in the shower. I take my shower. I get out. I'm drying off. I, it crosses my mind that even with, like, they've been kind of more challenging lately, which yeah. we'll talk about more later in the show, um, I can still, like, turn on a DVD and take my shower, right. which is pretty good. That's pretty good. And anytime you have a thought like that, that you means, should check yourself. Yeah. yeah. Check yourself. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Confidence in parenting. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Stop it right there. <laughs> so I, I don't have my glasses on, but I just tiptoe to my door so I can look out at them and just see, like, that everybody's things are in order. They're still sitting at the table. They're still watching Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, but there's a bag of something on the table. Again, I don't have my glasses on, but it looks like a bag of marshmallows from across yeah. the room. So I'm like, wait a minute. Excuse me. What's on the table? And I go over there. And you guys, it was not just a bag of marshmallows. It was every piece of junk food and candy in my entire kitchen. They Simon figured out finally how to open the child safety locks on the cabinets I'm this morning. You've got child safety locks on the cabinets. What really? We don't. Oh, okay. Well, we I mean, need we just them. Don't have Let's a put lot. it this yeah. way. Yeah, just yeah. even I mean, we don't have it on everything. Well, we right, have it right. on like where we keep the junk food. We well, have it yeah. on like the sharp, Good sharp uh, knives yeah, and the knives things. Right drawer. Anyways, Simon figured out how to do that this morning, I guess. Yeah. Um, for the first time, and they pulled everything out, and it was so much, and they were eating so much, and they were so happy, yeah, and bet. delighted that I just laughed. I laughed my ass off. I could not. I could not like yell at them or anything. I just was like, "Wow!" Like I, it was so amazing. I mean, it was just so much. Yeah. It was just because so, it was like everything left over from like birthdays yeah. or just like so much whatever. Bad. Yeah. And so I just immediately I'm like packing it up. They ate like probably half a bag of marshmallows Impressive. between the two of them, um, and some other stuff too. And so I'm like packing it up. I'm trying to figure out where to hide it. Yeah. I can't put it back in the child safety lock area. I can't put it up high because they're now good at getting up yeah. high. So I'm just, like, figuring that out. And they're totally laid back about it. And I'm just like, okay, you guys, uh, you know, that, can, that can't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, th- they, uh, that escalated into something else, which right. we can talk about later in the show. Sure. But it was just, I mean, it was like a joyride. Like, yeah. that's where, it was just like, they had this, like, moment that they, it. they just the figured shower. it out. And they were just, I mean, it was like... It was like they they were much older kids almost. Like, yeah. which you know, one do you think is the instigator? 
Which one? Which one it's do you definitely think? Definitely Simon. Yeah, you it's think it was Simon? Was like, want to get it? Or do you it think was a hundred percent Simon? Hey, Big Brother. No, use it was, your use your good fine motor skills and get this open. Oscar is happy to go along with yeah. Simon. Simon is totally the instigator, and he gets so much <laughs> delight out of getting his brother involved in these kinds of things. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's we're gonna talk yes. about this in the main discussion because yes. that sounds like their joyride borderlines a little bit on being sneaky. Yes. And I want to talk about that. Yes. First, How are you? Uh, I'm adulting up in a okay. lot of ways, but I wanted to share uh, the story. Over the weekend, I was at this uh, PTA incoming kindergartner, you know, meet and greet function for new families at the school to come hang out and meet other kids. And uh, I get this text from Stefan that says, uh, one of our fish is pregnant. Now, I would like everybody to Think back if you've been a listener of the show. Around this time last year, a friend gave Katie Bell for her birthday like a like a plastic, you know, fish tank. The kind of thing that like you could put like a toad in or a fish in and it's going to live for like a week and then you're going to flush it down the toilet. And I yeah. was like, great. Yeah, let's do that. And then Stefan was like, let's go buy something just for it to die that made me feel guilty. And I took that to mean I should buy a five-gallon tank and like now have spent like, the last almost year... Uh, being really unhappy dealing with fish. Okay? I don't want these fish. Making a beautiful habitat for I some beautiful fucking hate creatures. taking care of that. I got so many things I got to take yeah, care of. And like once a week I got to yeah. all this garbage and yeah. no one else is capable of doing no. this. It's really irritating. But the whole thing is, is that we've got these three fish that have yeah. lasted since the beginning. These three guppies that we were instructed are male fish. We only sell male fish. Okay, there's no lady How fish in here. How do they even know that? I'm that like, I was like, yeah, like, like we don't even have lady fish in here. I'm like, all right, yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. All, we're only <laughs> right. breeding right. male fish, <laughs> right. right? So uh, I had noticed that one of the guppies, uh, leopard tail, had started to seem a little larger. And I was like, Stephanie, are you sure? I mean, he's like, I'm looking at this fish. And I was like, yeah, that's what I thought too. So I go, <laughs> Katie Bell's like, we're going to have babies. My baby's a, a girl and she's going to have babies. And I'm like, everybody stop. Everybody stop. I can't have a tank full of like, here's some facts. Uh, they could have anywhere between two and 200 fish. Guppies. Oh, shit. Oh, God. And as soon as they start coming out, the mom and all the other fish start eating the the little, whatever they're called, the little baby guppies. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. So like, you got to have to do all this. Like, so you have to move them to another tank and so stuff? So I go to the fish store. Uh-huh. Like a good parent to just go ask some questions. Uh-huh. And I run into this guy, the fish guy. And I was like, yeah. hey, we bought fish from you. You told us they were all male. And one of them's pregnant, we're pretty sure. He's like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, miracle of life. Yeah. What am I to expect? Yeah. That they're going to have babies? All right, look. I understand that means that the fish is going to have babies. Yeah. I also understand that it means we clearly have a lady fish. What's going to happen? And then he's like, do you want to keep them or not? And I was like, I don't know. Let's say the option is I don't want to keep the fish. Okay, then let let her have the fish and they're all going to be eaten. And I was like, oh my great. God. You're like, I have little kids. kids yeah. right? And then I was like, okay, let's say I want to keep it. And he's like, well, you can get one of these like floating fish nurseries that you can stick in it. Oh, you put the- my God. 
All right, guys. So so you put the baby fish in the we like, put the pregnant fish in the, it. Oh, it's like this floating tank within the tank. Yeah, and then when she has the fish, they kind of float down to this bottom layer where she can't get them, and you take her out and let them anyway. Whatever. Wow. Uh, so I say, well, he goes. It and could it costs be thousand yeah, dollars. Just kidding. Like I'm just bucks. kidding. Uh, it cost me a lot of personal <laughs> right. time. I don't want to spend. Right. So I said, all right. Well. He goes, it could be that it's not pregnant, yeah. that it's a male fish. And I'm like, well, then what is it if it's a male fish? Well, it could be that it's like super bloated, like it's having a digestive problem, or it's got this disease called dropsy, and it makes their stomachs do the exact same thing. And I was like, so basically, we're just in this waiting window where we find out if it's a she, we're about to have babies. If it's a he, we're about to learn about the magic of death. He's like, Yep. So that's where we are, guys. I've got this fish floating around in this floating nursery that's either a floating nursery or a floating casket. It's one of those things happening. And, like, Stefan's like, I can see the tail coming out. I'm like, I really think that's part of the fish. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so that's where we are. I don't. Like, like, all these other things are happening. And I'm just like, and now I got to deal with these fucking fish. I know. Anyway. If it's the disease, it's going to kill all the fish, and then my problems will be done. Yeah. (laughs) Anywho. Okay. Seems to me that those fish were pretty... Oh, and by the way, Katie Bell keeps saying, I think I know who the father is. One of our fish is named Luke Skywalker, so Stefan and I cannot keep from being super nerds being, Ah, Luke is your father, to like the Star Star Wars joke. Um, Anywho. Sneaky. Fish being sneaky, Teresa's kids being sneaky. Let's talk about being sneaky today. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yeah. All right. Sneaky children. Doesn't that sound adorable? So cute. I pretty much uh, convinced that that's like the whole premise of Goonies and like every other movie that I've liked. Yeah. Kids just taking charge. Yep. Being sneaky. Breaking the rules in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Right. It's for the best. I can remember actually uh, being real. I'm pretty sure I said on the show that there'd be times where like Katie Bell kept coming out of her room around three and being like, I want to read, or I want I'm like, yeah. just do it. Just be sneaky. Just oh, like, yeah. go and close Don't the door. Don't get permission. Don't, Don't get wake permission. me up. Yeah. yeah, just do it. Yeah. Sneak out your flashlight. Sneak it. Sneak out, yeah. This is how you be sneaky. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> it is sometimes easier on us when they right. so take I'm matters not, into their own hands. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's setting us up for success no, long term. probably not. Uh, but overall, Katie Bell was not that sneaky. She was, like, really bad at being sneaky. So she, oh, she just yeah. stopped doing it. Yeah. Occasionally, she'd have a friend come over, uh, this good friend of hers, this boy, and they'd, like, do, like, booby trap sneaky kind of stuff. Like, we're uh-huh. going to set this up and hee hee hee. Or yeah, we're not going to come you when they it, call. Or, yeah. or we're going to throw yeah. rocks at the window and then run or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that usually got met immediately from us because they were, like, four or five when they were doing this. Uh-huh. Or five. And, like... I would just come out and be like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't throw rocks at the window. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
So and did that work? Yeah, because okay, uh, or at least it worked with Katie Bell. Yeah, uh, the other and kid- might have worked with the kid because you're not, you know, like yeah. other people's parents are kind of scarier sometimes. Yeah, like, it wasn't like they were doing stuff that might damage the house with themselves. Yeah. and so like it was pretty yeah. much they put an end to it right oh, away, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So, is that what? But Katie Bell was pretty much like an only child for so long doing a lot of the sneaky stuff. Uh-huh. Because even when Ellis had come along, he was like an infant. It's not like you had two people trying right. to be sneaky together. And it sounds right. like your kids, who are very close in age, yeah. that seems to be fostering oh, yeah. a very unique situation. So tell us about what's happening What's the sneaky? What's sneaky well, happening at your house? I think it was last week or maybe the week before mm-hmm. that I talked about Simon's idea where he was going to dress up in grown-ups clothes, take my keys, drive to the pizza yeah. place and get a pizza. Yeah. Um so that was kind of the start of this whole thing. Oh. And like ever since that, which I guess was like 2 weeks ago now that that sort of started. We've just gone down this road that mm. has I mean it's really just I don't want to say it's escalated but it's just continued on this path. Like, it's like, even though he's not, I was talking about how I just wanted that dress up thing to be over. Yeah. And like, it kind of is for the moment because I, I set some really serious rules about like, yeah. you can't put on my clothes without asking. You can't do this and that without like permission, right. blah, blah, blah. So he kind of just moved on to, he's moved on to other things, but it's, it's, it's at this point right now where he and Oscar are having so much fun together, but it's uh, it's like mostly getting into trouble. Like I, it's the point where like, and we had gotten to this place previously that was so nice, which was they would play independently at yeah. home, and like we just spend most of our time when we're home with them just doing what they're into and I'm doing my stuff. And, like, sometimes we're interacting about it or whatever, but, like, for the most part, Oscar's playing with his toys and Simon's, like, building some weird contraption or, like, coming up with some kind of idea or whatever. And it's just not that right now. Like, right now it's, like, I can't leave them alone. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's the problem. Because, like, there's part—I would have to imagine, like, for me, if that was happening— Part of it would be like, oh, they're playing together. That's yeah. great. Yeah. You know? But if the play is all resulting in stuff that you can't leave them, yeah. you know, like, I mean, eating junk food isn't playing with knives. But no. I, but for me, the way my brain works yeah. is, well, if they do that, they're going to go see what's in the other drawer. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're going to well, go see, like, they'll... It, it, for me, it's and for me, it's less about that. Like, oh God, they ate five marshmallows yeah. after breakfast. It's right. more that they did something they know they're not supposed to do, and right. they're like gleeful about yeah, it. Yeah, they're you know, about and it. like I did make the mistake of like laughing about that. It was so ridiculous. Yeah. I don't whatever, but like, and it was also the first time that's happened. Yeah. Like, I think it's one thing if like. Like, I wouldn't laugh about it if it happened again. Believe you well, me. Right. Like, that is done. Yeah. You know, like, that was, like, a first-time, like, hilarious surprise. But, like, what I don't like is just the willful, like, like disobedience, basically. Like, it's just, like, it's just, like, like basically Simon will, like, tell... Like, here's an example of what was going on this morning. Yeah. He'll get Oscar and say, Oscar, come here. Yeah. And then he'll tell... Like, this morning he was telling Oscar to get books and toys and come into my room and throw them at me. Mm. Which, like, again, we're not talking about them getting into knives or, like, destroying property, but it's so still, beyond. Yeah, it's, it's still not okay. It's so, like, it, 
it's it's mean. Yeah. It's it's like making a mess. And it's and manipulative of It's Oscar. manipulative. Yeah. And it's just it's just not nice. It's yeah. not a fun game. Like and so like I've had so many levels of like and the way I brought up this topic to you was yeah. like kind of the there's this sort of gray area where, because, like, what happened was with the uh, going to get a pizza thing, he was playing this game with his friends at school right. a lot, too. And I had this conversation with his teachers, which was, like, and they were playing, like, robbers. Like, we're going to rob our teacher's keys and yep. we're going to rob stuff. And the teachers said to me, like, straight up, we're totally fine with this as a game. If they're right. playing a game and they're pl- and we've said that to them, if they're playing, they can play that. Right. That's that's a robbers is a game that kids like to play. Right. That's like sure. been that's existed through history. Where we draw the line is are they actually taking something? And one day Simon did put like something in his backpack that was like yeah. a school thing and they had to kind of go through a thing with him about that. Right. You know, the difference between playing this and actually doing it. And what's happened is like over the last 10 days it's just gone directly really from playing elevated. it to doing this stuff. Like, yeah. we're playing being bad, but actually we're just being bad. Now we're actually just being mean. And, like, it's so crazy because I consider myself, like, when I look at, like, my kids with their friends or their friends' mm-hmm. parents, like, I feel, I get the feeling I'm on the stricter end of, like, I don't find that funny when something is at my expense or, yeah. like, when they're doing something that, like, they already know is a rule that they're breaking. Like, I'm I'm the one, I'm, like, more on the end of the parents who are, like, going to immediately, like, sit the kid down, yeah. talk about it, and be like, that's totally not okay. I don't want to see you doing that again. Like, and really, like, setting those limits. Right. And that's important to me. Yeah. But, like, I'm so, the, what's it, happening right now is it's, like, 10 times yeah. in 20 minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Like it's I just did. literally like we'll go from one of those events immediately into another one. And so the only way that I've been able to avoid it in like recent days is like going and doing something somewhere. Like leaving the house, going and doing like, out of the house. Get, I mean, which is fine. We do a lot of that no, anyway. But, yeah, but like clarify. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only time it works is like the only time they're not doing this is like when they're actively engaged in something. I can't even let them watch a show because they they don't care about the show. They wanna yeah. Get into madness. Oh, God. See, but then I get like, yeah, no, I totally see where you are because it's very frustrating because you never know if it started out as this is a game and that's okay and yeah. then it led to it being yeah. real in the house. Yeah. Then you're like, if it starts to, will it take the next step to being out? You out know, in the you world. Can be at a grocery yeah. store yeah. without the sneaky happening? And I, yeah. I think one of, the, one of the things that makes it sort of a weird gray area is the first time the kids start doing it, yeah. it it's a cute game. I mean, yeah. like, I, I literally was like, Katie Bell, pull it together. Learn how yeah. to be sneaky, yeah. right? She's incapable of it. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah. But, um, you know, I now that she's older and she is starting to, like, push that kind of boundary. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, we can remember back where she, like, lied to me about going through my thing right. with the knife. Yep. And I remember you and lots of people that I spoke to were like, it's part of it. Right. And I was yeah. like, and, and so... I take you very seriously. Yeah. Not, not that I think you didn't take me seriously. Yeah. I'm just saying it, it's unsettling when it's happening yeah. because you don't know what that next step's going to be. And now yeah. that Katie Bell, for example, is about to be seven in like three days, she she's starting to do the like, I'm going to go take something. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like a lot of talking back, a lot of like using stuff she knows she's not supposed to. And like there is part of me that's like, did I set this some? Up like, like one day I walked into the um, I put Ellis down or put him somewhere and I was coming around the corner and she had been 
playing like with this like sort of beachy ball in the den. Uh-huh. And I'd left knowing that she had been kind of knocking it around. But when I came back in, she was like power diving it at the TV on the wall. Oh, wow. And, I, and there's like picture frames. Yeah, and yeah. Like, Burr, like I mean, there's oh, like yeah. all this. And I, I came around the corner. I am not laughing. I yeah. was, yeah. you know, in the middle of this like shit couple of weeks. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, no balls. That's it. There are no yeah. more playing balls in the house. And I realized, had I just like set up the cuteness, had I never defined it? You know, what was cute, what was, like, okay in terms of playing. Like, I'm using this ball example um, where she just – she's having a harder time defining what's okay and what's not. Like, Uh, I I worry that, like, because I we played cute with a lot of the sneakier stuff early, how much that plays out. And I don't – it sounds like you guys aren't making cute with the sneaky. And I – you know, I'm just, like, as the somebody with the older kid, I'm wondering – how much that sneaky developmental stuff that they're doing plays into the next developmental thing they do when they're like seven, right? Totally. Like what I'm watching Katie Bell do with boundary pushing. Totally. So, yeah, this in our house, it is not a question of it's, he's, it's unclear to him. Yeah, he knows. He knows. He's doing it. And like, yeah. and it's weird too because like I, at this point, I've had to do like do consequences. Yeah. And I've taken away like, you know, they ate all those treats today, so they don't get any more treats the rest of the week. Yeah. You know, I ended up like, there's a toy that he got for his birthday that he really wanted to work with. He got a Bionicles and he yeah. wants to like work with me putting it together. We did one over the weekend. We were going to do another one, but I'm like, we're not doing that for a week. You know, I've already taken away TV for the week, which again, we're going to do a show on like punishments that actually punish us. (laughs) But like I I had to take away a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And And he didn't care. Didn't care. He did not care. flat out said to me, she will say, it's starting around Oscar, I mean, Simon's age, around five. She would say to me, how long are you taking it away? Yeah. And I'd be like, a week. And she'd be like, all right, I can deal with the week. Simon suggested it to me. Yeah. He was like, so how about no shows for a week? And I was like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me, <laughs> talk to me right now. No speaking for a yeah. week. How about being in the locker? But like I have, so I've done those things. Yeah. I also sat down with him yeah. and heart to heart told him how this makes me feel. Like, right. Which, and he does seem to actually hear me, but it like doesn't matter five minutes later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. It's like the drive to do these things is so powerful. <laughs> God, like, what do you think it means? I don't. No, it's so. Oh my god! Do you think maybe some of the? Can I? Th- uh, can yes. I throw this out? Yes. This is weird and totally unrelated. Possibly. Okay. He's making a huge transition. Yeah, I'm He's about sure to go it's related to that. So I wonder if there's like a control thing, and it's like I wonder if that's somehow. Yeah. Involved. Oh, I'm sure. Not it that is. that fixes it. No, no. But it's, maybe it'll it, go away. Yeah. True. Uh, after well, the I assume it'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Simon's in the backyard playing craps. Uh, you know, like, who knows? He maybe he's maybe he's off on an adventure to you know find a treasure on one-eyed Willie's shit. But like, I do. I, I wonder about that, and then I wonder about. Like, I cannot believe I have become the person who says stuff like this. Is this something happening on the television or in a book? Oh yeah, because like you know, yeah. I, I've watched Katie Bell. 
play stuff out yeah. that she's watched on television yeah. in terms of attitude and how she talks to me. Oh, yeah. And I know it's from that, and she's totally. trying it out. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, but I think about, like, the sheep and the sneaky. I know. I don't want to blame Sean the sheep, but, I mean, the, it really did, like, plant a seed. Because, I mean, like, you got to think, it's totally fine when yeah. they watch the movies and then they go be princess or they go be a yeah. buzz ranger or they yeah. go, like, save the town. Like, yeah. that is totally great for all of us. Sure. When our kids emulate that. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as they start emulating the things that seem to make things more, like, I'm always like, you know, like that uh, Rapunzel movie that I like so much. I'm like, don't hit people with frying pans. That's right. like for real. It's yeah. just like, okay, like, that will kill somebody yeah. if you do that. Yep. Um, so, but we don't do that with some of the other stuff. We don't sit there and be like, okay, dressing up like yeah. a guy going and taking the car. You should never take the car. Like, right. We don't. Yeah, no, because that would make watching a movie with us really unfun. Right, just this thing that's happening right now. (laughs) Don't ever do this. (laughs) Uh, Don't go kissing dead ladies. But okay, so so the part of why this is in movies and shows and stuff is that this is like an essential thing about childhood, right? Yes, like being bad, being sneaky, breaking rules, going against your stupid parents. I know, lamos. That is a thing. And now we have to deal with that because now we're parents. Be, I was expecting that to hit around porn time. You know what I mean? I know later. I was teenagers. Teenagers. I know. Like booze. I mean, yeah. why don't you look at it as practice okay. for the booze and the porn? And just be no grateful the for first, this opportunity. Right. No one yeah. wants the first <laughs> sneaky yeah. to be booze and porn. Yeah. It'd be better if the first sneaky is like the marshmallows and candy because yeah. you got to lock that liquor cabinet up. True. You know, yes. 10 years from now. Yes. And let me tell you, I've been to enough parties and sleepovers with the girls who knew how to get into the liquor cabinet. Oh, yeah. You know, smoking into the vent over the stove and stuff. Oh, my and God. Like, everybody knows you're smoking in your house. Right. Um, <laughs> there's no way to There's no way that's not that. covering yeah. that. So, like, that would be... That, okay. is, that is in no way yeah. a solution to the frustration that you're feeling. Yeah. Because it sounds like you're you're doing all the right steps. You're doing the... The talking it out, explaining, getting his, you know, why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, this is why it upsets me. This is why it's a risk for Oscar. Yeah. This is why it's a danger for you. Yeah. You're doing all that. Yeah. The logic. Yeah. And you keep, you know, and you're doing the punishments. Yeah. You're probably doing that you haven't talked about. You're probably doing the coming around the corner. Stop doing it. Oh, I definitely <laughs> did a few of those. Yeah. You're doing the totally threatening mom freak out. Yeah. Uh, so you're doing all the right Which, stuff. Which, by the way, you do enough of those and they you don't use care. them up. They don't care. So you have to be few and yeah. far between with yeah. those. Yeah, it's I know. really We're hard. Talk. We should have a show on yelling because, like, what I've discovered yeah. between a friend and I with her kid yeah. and my kid when we're yelling, yeah. and none of us like yelling. No. Like, her kid responds with yelling back and, like, yeah. hitting and punching, and yeah. my kid, I'm watching her cram it down. Right. So you, I am in such a, I'm never going to yell at my kid. I know. Yelling again. is but the worst. Like, it, it does it not work. work. It doesn't but work. But sometimes you just do it. Yo, I don't know. So I'm great. We're, we'll do a yelling show. All right. But... But with this, I think it's just one of those suck moments where you're doing all the right things, but it's going to boil down to like a week to two months of just having to watch everything. Right. And that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. And I'm really sorry. Thank you. And maybe, again, the positive spin is if I can figure out how to be diligent now. Yeah. That's what they say with the whole teenager thing is – 
being on top of them while simultaneously giving them their space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you could look at this as like a weird practice for okay. that. Okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's something for me to do. It's I something. appreciate it being something for me to do. Yeah, I'm practicing. Yeah. For future things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and if not, maybe Simon's going to make like an excellent CIA operative. True. Right? Yeah. I think that's that's the spin. That's the life I want for him. <laughs> we have a jumbotron. Woo! This is a message for Emily Van Hook. From Matt Van Hook. Hold on. Let me... Get into character. Get into character and become Matt. Let's watch the magic happen. Matt thinks Emily is doing an amazing fucking job at this parenting thing. Super glad to be partners in raising our two nutty, goofy, high-energy, high-strung, emotion-filled, wonderful kids. Oh, good job, Emily. <laughs> Look at all those positive spins on, on, on your children's behavior. Challenging. <laughs> Emily, you are doing a great job. Yeah, you're totally amazing, Emily. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Blue Apron. As many of you know, Katie Bell recently became a vegetarian, a possibly a pescatarian. Mm-hmm. And what's been nice is I've been able to alter my Blue Apron subscription to reflect that more. So now we get these two meals a week that are allowing me to try new things for her that I would not have known how to make. And the ingredients are always good. They're always fresh. I don't have to worry about weird fish. And it's actually made the transition of Katie Bell's diet uh, a lot easier. Just for those of you who don't know, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals, and it's all for less than $10 per meal. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badmother. That's blueapron.com slash badmother. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206 350 9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius meme. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. Simon turned five last week. Wow! Yes. That's so happy birthday, Simon. Yeah, happy birthday, Simon. Um, and we had a preschool <laughs> field trip um, to like a kid's water park. And my genius idea, which I knew would either be a genius or a fail, right. was to instead of having a also a big party for Simon, we're going to this water park as a field trip with all the same people that would be coming to right. his birthday party. I just got a cake and I brought it to the water park. I was a little worried about how it was going to go down because you can't control things as much when it's like the school is doing this thing. There's like a lot of parents there who didn't even like know this was happening. Right. And 
Also, like, the day before, Simon figured out he wasn't going to be getting presents from, like, his Ooh. friends at this party. Right. Um, but you know what? It totally worked. Like, basically oh. what I did was I got a couple extra presents for him from our family this yeah. year. So I just that was my answer to him. I said, well, yeah, we're not doing that kind of party with your friends this year, but mommy and daddy are getting you some extra things because, you know, we want it to be a really special birthday. We had the cake at the field trip and it was amazing. Everybody was so happy. Everybody had cake. It totally didn't matter that there were no presents. He was over the moon. It was such a good day. And I didn't have to plan a party. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, that was it. That's fucking genius. Thank you. I, (laughs) I let, I let the kids wash potatoes. Uh-huh. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. I was trying to get all this, like, good meal one. work done stuff. And, yeah. like, people have always said, let your kids help wash stuff. And I'm like, yeah. no. Yeah. Because it always sucks. Yeah. But, Especially, like, lettuce. And uh, yeah. Stuff, like, yeah, I, feel yeah. Like I can't wash the fucking lettuce. Yeah. So, <laughs> get out of my sink. <laughs> and I got to wash them at the sink. And I know. But I had, like, a thing of new potatoes. So yeah. I just got one of my largest bowls. Mm-hmm. I threw down a towel, put the bowl and the potatoes in it. And, like, scrub brushes that yeah. I had that were clean. Yeah. And I say, hey, guys, wash these potatoes. They did a horrible job. Okay. But they just scrubbed on potatoes for, yeah. like, while I got all the rest of the dinner prep. Ooh, good and, job. And, you know, I've stolen this from other internet places. But I just felt like, oh, this worked for us. That's great. Yeah. I love it. It was nice. Good job. Thank you. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I'm calling with a genius. I just had a birthday party for my son, and it was a water fun party which included a lot of water balloons uh, in our backyard. So I got a big water balloon filler with 250 water balloons in it, and I gave each of the kids a plastic bag, a Ziploc bag, and got out my kitchen scale and sent them all out for 15 minutes with their plastic bags, and they picked up 95% of all of the 700 water balloons that were popped in our backyard, and... Yeah, they got the one with the most, got a prize, and we hardly had to do any picking up after it. So thanks. Love the show, uh, and have a good day. Thanks. So It's good. so genius. Oh, yeah. We do water balloons in the backyard. Mm-hmm. It's genius. Yeah. It's genius. It's genius, yeah. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. So, like we were just saying, Simon's about to start kindergarten. He actually starts next week. He, like, a couple days ago, we were talking about kindergarten, and I felt like I should, like, make sure he understands that, like, this is going to be his last week of preschool, you know, at his preschool. And he was really surprised and really upset. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, yeah, you know, we've kind of been talking about this, you know, leading up. Um, This was the first time I'd give, like, an, I'd given, like, an actual... Yeah. you know, d- date, because, um, like, a week is pretty much as far as he can, like, yeah, understand, focus, I think. Yeah. But, like, I we'd been talking about this coming up, and there have been other kids in his class leaving the school to get yeah. ready to go to kindergarten. And um, so I was really surprised that this was such a surprise to him. And he said, but you said I was going to kindergarten in the fall. And, like, I, it suddenly it dawned on me, because he's been, like, asking about the seasons oh. recently, and he's been like, so August is a summer month. And I've said, yeah. And he said, well, se- is September is a, is a summer or fall month. And I said, well, it's actually mostly a summer month. It becomes fall at the he end thinks. of September. He has been saying this to me. Oh, and I'm just thinking, he, I'm just thinking he's talking about the seasons because he's trying to understand. Yeah. No, it was about kindergarten. So I felt so I'm fucking so bad. Because I was like, 
oh, you're right. I have been saying you're going to kinder. So then I had to have this oh, conversation yeah. with him about explaining how like the summer vacation for schools is different when people talk about summer, you yeah. know, whatever. But I just felt so bad. Like I felt like I've been like just setting him up for this. And now it's like he has five days left with his friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to like really get prepared. And he's nervous. And I mean, he's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Yeah, but I totally get that. That is a, yeah. yeah. I have been there with Katie Bell in that similar sort of didn't see it coming. Yes. Missed what I was telling her. Yes. And, you know, he'll take it out in eating junk food that he's not supposed to. I'm so sorry. That's a, that hurts. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, so, uh, I am on the uptick from my bad couple of weeks as a parent. It's I'm great. sure all my bad parenting feelings are going to go away. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> One of the things that had happened during those dark times while Stefan was uh, out of town was the, uh, the kids play with all my old Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. Uh, and they're great. I love my cars. The kids love the cars. Good times. It's definitely something I can enjoy sitting down and playing cars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of the cars is the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazards, because <laughs> that was my favorite show when I was a kid. Uh-huh. It's missing a tire. And it's been missing a tire since like I was a kid. Uh, and Ellis is fascinated by the fact that it's missing a tire. Where's the tire? Where's the ti- where, where is it? When did you live? Right. And so like, it's just become this. I'm like, the tire's gone. It's just, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone 20 years ago. Yeah. Like somewhere in Alabama, you know, where, where. And it just like became this like frustrating thing for me. And one day Katie Bell's like, I can fix it. And I, I mean, I was just knee deep in 20 other things already for the kids and for the house and for everything else. And I was like, Katie Bell, no, no one is fixing the general lead. Yeah. Okay. You can't fix it. No, I can fix it. No, you can't. You cannot take this car apart and fix the General Lee. It is yeah. not a fixable car. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything else about it, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was taking some me time this weekend. Yeah. And Stefan sends me a picture. He doesn't know anything about this. And he's right. like, look, Katie Bell uh, put a tire on the General Lee. Oh, my God. And it's like a button. And it's so sweet. Oh. And I... And she was so proud. Yeah. And I was like, please tell her. I think it's the most perfect thing. And I feel so bad because there's no reason I couldn't have just said, go fix the General Lee. And the kids yeah. for like two days have been like taking buttons on and off of yeah. it and stuff. And like it was totally an example of one of those things where you're so yeah. gone. Right. Like you're so drowning. Yes. You cannot see. Like you're saying no for yes. no reason. Well, you're trying to prevent something from spiraling out of control further. I, I, I understand why you said no, but I to- yeah, but I, I totally but like, get it. It, yeah. it made me feel that little yeah. button yeah. on that wheel, like yeah. on that car, and I was like, I have got to pull it the fuck together. Yeah. And I just... Poor baby. But she did it. She did it. It was so sweet. Yeah. I'm a monster. <laughs> I am calling with a fail, and it's an internet fail, which makes it the worst kind of fail. Um, calling because I posted something on my Facebook wall, and immediately everyone that I know started uh, just questioning my decisions and judging me and making me feel bad about the way that I handled something. And I forgot why I usually don't do that. <laughs> I should know better and really only talk to one bad mother. No. How to handle a thing and just say nice things and <laughs> tell me that I did a good job and that I I know what I'm doing. And I'm walking in the street on the phone right now, which I probably shouldn't be doing either. 
Um, but you will tell me that that's okay, right? <laughs> I'm safe. I know what's going on. Anyway, thank you. Bye. Yeah, the yeah. internet's no place for parenting. Yeah, no. You made a really bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I threw a party for my kid. Why would you yeah. throw a party for you? did that for your kid? Cake? Really? <laughs> I can't believe you would fucking give your kid cake. Well, I hope you enjoy prison, because that's where your child will be forever, because you let them open presents in front of people. You didn't let them open presents in front of people? I used to open presents when I was a kid in front of people. I didn't. Cake never hurt anybody. We used to have parties watching television for eight hour straight. I'm calling child services on you for letting your kids have a party at the park. I mean, like, if you're just, it's unwinnable. Yeah, the it's internet unwinnable. is no place. Except for the one bad mother group. Yeah, that place is very nice. We only think those things offline. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're doing a horrible job with social media as a parent. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Talkspace. Therapy can and should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. And this is exactly what Talkspace is. Only with Talkspace, you get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist for just $25 a week. You can text, audio message, or video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week for your next appointment. Visit Talkspace.com badmother for a special $30 discount off your first month or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use coupon code BADMOTHER. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Teresa, yes. let's call a friend. Great. This week, we are talking to Tracy B. Wilson, who is a photographer, host and MC, author, and the maker of a very personal and inspiring video she made for National Infertility Week called Tracy's Coming Out Party, Glitter, a Frying Pan, and Infertility Awareness. Welcome, Tracy. Ah, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> all right. So let's start off with what we ask all our guests, which is who yes. lives in your house? Sure. It's myself and my husband, Jim. Uh, any pets? You guys live? We don't have any pets. <laughs> we both travel a good deal, and we want, as they say now, I want a fur baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very oh, responsible. It's, so it's very responsible. <laughs> that is. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about you and your experiences with infertility. And, sure. Uh, I mean, we're going we're gonna to talk about it as if it's not a topic that makes people incredibly uncomfortable and not know how to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So lay it For on sure. us. Tell me about some infertility, Tracy. All right. I can't have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Mind fuck. Okay. So, um, you know, this and I know each other from before, and, you know, I'm an actor also and a creative, and... You know, you you feel like, oh, I'm a creative person. I can't wait to make a human. This is going to be so exciting to like create a baby. And so for me, you know, I was sick when I was younger. I knew that I might have some medical problems that would prevent me from having a baby. But having to actually then, as an adult, face it like, oh wow, like this might not happen. Like this, this might not be a thing. Um, was incredibly difficult. And um, 
it is what's, I think, what's interesting about the word infertility, you said, right? Like, if you, this is, I love this, if you're typing in infertility, it sometimes uh, autocorrects to inferiority. What? Oh, my God. Stop. Right? No. That's yeah. why, I got to tell you, that, yeah. Feel, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Right? Um, yeah. It's pretty profound, right? Yeah. Like, even even my, my iPhone tells me I'm inferior. <laughs> oh, my God. You know? And so it is, it is difficult because you do feel like it is your inalienable right, your, your birthright to be able to have a baby. And that's not actually true for a lot of people. It doesn't work. It's not actually, you know, a given that you're going to get to have a child. And I feel like we grow up and we just assume you can have a kid. Well, and well, so. Yeah. No, I, well, I, I want to talk about that a little bit. I think there are yeah. two sort of cultural things that happen around the word infertility and and experiences with infertility. Culturally, we're saying you can have a baby and you will. And then combined with that, we're told that if somebody tells you that they are infertile or they're having a problem having a baby, I think people actually say that before they say infertility. Uh, It's like almost people don't say the word infertility. Uh, Correct. Then it's, it's solvable because we all heard the stories of, Oh, yeah, well, my great aunt couldn't have kids. They adopted three. And then she woke up at 42 and was pregnant with twins. Or you can have all these medical procedures and that can do it. You you know, like, so I feel like it's very hard to to come to grips with with this when we're all being told on both sides of it. Keep trying. That is so okay. So that is so right on. It is so right on because it. It's it's very difficult to so I, I kind of break it down like this like for me there was I came to the end of the road medically right you know I had surgeries I had procedures or things to try whatever but I wasn't even a candidate for IVF right okay because my body won't get pregnant and if by miracle I got pregnant I won't stay pregnant so I wasn't even a candidate for IVF and and that also was really, in a way, difficult because I couldn't even say, like, oh, well, we tried this and it didn't work mm. because it's almost like I get the feeling sometimes where it's like, oh, well, you didn't try all the things. You didn't try hard enough. You didn't want it bad enough. You didn't. I'm like, I ran out of medical options, you know, and so there is nothing more that I can try. I've tried all the things, you know, and I've been told, like, this won't happen for you. And so... I had a real interesting thing with some of my very close friends who, you know, when I had to say to them, like, this isn't going to work, like, it's, it's, I'm done, you know, and it's, yeah. it was so hard for me to say those words, right? And what happened was people would say to me, oh, don't give up, don't give up, you can keep trying, you can, you can, and I was like, it's, it would set me back. Because it's like, you know how hard it was for me to say, like, this isn't going to work for me and I have to accept. And I and I literally had to say to one of my closest friends, I had to say, I I need you to accept this with me that I'm Mm. not having a baby. Like, it's so hard for me to say those words. And you telling me to not give up is telling me that I don't want it or I can't try anymore. I can't. I'm like, there's literally nothing for me to do. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's so true because it's so because. You come to peace with this. You make this really difficult decision for yourself. You're the one who knows. <laughs> You're the yeah. one with the facts. You're the one who's yeah. going through it. And 
and you know, and your friend only wants to support you in every way. And, and, but you're right. You did such an amazing thing by saying, I need you to do this. And the friend has to do this hard job of saying, okay. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like saying, because I was telling Teresa beforehand, there's this weird cultural thing about people thinking they can fix stuff. Right. Yeah. And like, because they care about you and they want the best. So then yeah. when you turn around and you're like, I'm not. Yeah, you can't. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. It's, it, yeah. yeah, it's like it just goes against all of our human nature for both of us. And that, I guess, the bottom yeah. line is that sucks. <laughs> and especially because I'm a really positive person. I know. Right. Yeah. And so for people to look at me and say, like, oh, but you're quitting. Why are you quitting? That's such and a... the thing is, I'm like, please stop saying that I'm quitting or that I gave up or that whatever, because I actually there aren't. There aren't options. There's nothing left for me to try. Like, I did, and let me tell you, and I did all the things that even weren't even, I mean, can't, it was like, I did yoga. I did yeah, Anna, you're burying the cat in the backyard. And then it would be like, and then people would say, well, you know, did you drink raspberry tea? Because you're supposed to drink raspberry tea. And so oh, what happens is. We're a horrible society. Helpful, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to say like, oh, but this, try this, try that. And then what happens is it unfortunately becomes and I know that people are trying to help right but it becomes very like shaming because it makes me feel like well I didn't do this and I didn't do that even though I did all the things I literally this is a fun story I got kicked out of acupuncture (laughs) where's where's the fun part yeah (laughs) right so it goes like this I was going to acupuncture for like three months and you know, I was like, here's the thing. Like, I want to have a baby. I've been told it can't happen. Here's what's going on. But, like, right. I have to. But everybody says acupuncture works. I'm going. Right. Stick the in my face, you know. And so uh, after a few months, the acupuncture said to me, like, your body is not equipped for this. Yeah. And if you got pregnant, your body would be in such distress. It would be harmful to you. And you would not have a baby. And I have to stop treating you because it's not, this is, I feel unethical in treating you. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Yeah. But and he it, didn't even have any of my medical records. That was just his own. And I literally left and I was so stunned because I was like, I can't even get acupuncture to like treat me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I think the one of the core things that you're talking about here, and I think, and I really think this surrounds a lot of issues that for women, a lot of things that specifically I think this comes up for women, uh, where, you know, you, and that is this feeling of shame. That is this feeling yeah. of somehow you weren't responsible enough or somehow you haven't done everything somehow, you know, like yeah. question yourself. And it's also, here's the other thing is I think then you come to, accept that this is what you're accepting you know this is i'm accepting that i'm not having a child this way you know there's not my body's not going to do it i'm going to respect myself and my body and i've made this hard decision and now nobody wants to talk about it at all (laughs) because like infertility is another one of those words that people don't want to talk about like especially i would imagine that if you have fallen into the camp that has said i'm good I'm at peace and I'm done right. and this is the best thing for me that then people really don't want to hear it because that means they may have to like come to that place for themselves. I, so I, yeah. I, I want to talk to you about the video. You get to this place. Yeah. And part of me's like, 
uh, did telling your friends to stop asking you didn't work? So you had to yeah. make a video and be like, hey, guys, for real, <laughs> stop, stop being supportive. Tell me, I, I wanna, I'm actually going to play a clip uh, from okay. the beginning of the video. And then I want you to talk about why you made the video. Uh, was it for you? Who was it for? We'll get into that. Sure. So, so here's the here's the clip. Happy National Infertility Awareness Week! <laughs> what? You didn't know? Of course you didn't know, because nobody talks about it. So to help change all that, welcome to my coming out party. <laughs> <laughs> Again, awesome party. What do you what do you serve at an infertility party? Um, I'd like to see that Pinterest board somewhere that somebody's having. But um, all right, tell tell us about the video. All right, so you know, I I for a couple of years I was very very dark about not being able to have a baby, and I was I wouldn't say that I wasn't functioning, but I just I was not myself. I couldn't. It was just I I couldn't. So let me tell you, when I was seventh, eighth grade, I looked at, I remember having this realization that every human I looked at got there because people had sex, right? <laughs> right, right. And I, like, <laughs> and I couldn't stop looking at people. And I was like, wow, people like had sex with each other to make all these people. <laughs> and I just remember like every person I looked at, old, young babies, my, my classmates, I was like, people had sex. Like, this is how people are made all the time. Like, you know, and, and so in the height of the darkness of the infertility, I, everywhere I looked, it was just babies. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I mean, babies in strollers. I mean, I would see an old person and I would see them as a baby. Right. I would see the grocery store person and I would see them as a baby. And I was like, somebody made you, you know? And it was like the same feeling, but a much different, like, wow, like you were created, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and it was really, I couldn't get out of it. And you can't avoid people, you know, right. you can't avoid, you know? And, and I love people. Like, that's one of my things. I love people. And so I've been taking this acting class, this workshop, whatever, and we talk a lot about, as an artist, your biggest gift is your biggest pain, right? And that your sacred wounds, whatever, are your biggest gifts as an artist. And I had kind of known that this Infertility Awareness Week was coming up, but I don't really try to live in that world, you know? I didn't want to be that, that, that's me, you know? I just right. was like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. And uh, and so I kind of knew it was coming up, and I was in class, and this is the truth. I was doing a meditation, and I was like, God damn it, really? I need to make a video? Really? Really? <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm going to make this video. Um, because I knew it was like two weeks away. I'm good on a timeline. You know, when I have a deadline, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I, I didn't even know, honestly, if I was going to post it. It was like, I'm just going to make it just to be cathartic as an actor and an artist and write and film it. I did it all by myself. I shot it on my iPhone in my living room. I edited it to the music. I just needed to sort of live in it yeah. a little bit and live in the sadness and the story of it so I could sort of try to like help exercise it, I guess. Yeah. You know? And, um, and then I showed it to my husband. And he cried and was like, you are the bravest human I know. <laughs> are you out of your mind? <laughs> like, good job. Good and, job, husband. And, you know, good job, husband. He's a good husband. And uh, and then I just, it was almost like I posted it. I mean, I thought about it a lot. And at the same time, it's just like I ripped the bandit off and I was just like, send, go, do, post. Yeah. You know? 
Um, and because I knew that if I could help the conversation just a tiny bit, because also there's this feeling where, like, I am, if, if someone decides to have a child-free life, like, awesome. Like, yeah. you're, you're a half-damn kid. Like, I totally respect that. You know what I mean? Like, good. If that's your perfect choice for you, amazing. And then people who choose to have babies, like, amazing. Right. But there's this weird middle yes. ground just of thinking people about who that. want to have babies and are child-free, not by choice. Right. And there's not a lot of voice for that, and a lot of people don't. And so a lot of people assume, oh, well, you live in New York City and you think you're too cool and you have a career and you're skinny. You don't want to get fat. You don't have a baby. You still want to go out. You, you know what I mean? Literally, people say to me, well, you know, if you have a baby, you can't stay out late. Yeah, I know. Like, it just gets. Ugh. I know. You're, yeah, I know. I know. I'm like, yes, I, I'm, I'm pretty aware of that. Like, I understand how having babies works. Like, right. I totally get that. Like, and I would welcome staying home, staring at my newborn baby. Yeah, I know. There's a thing where people people don't understand fully the scale of why you don't have a child, and they throw out stuff like, I'll be happy you don't. And, you know, like that stuff. And again, I, I truly believe so much of this is like unintentional human nature, you know? I totally agree. And, I totally and agree. It, but it doesn't take away the fact that we should probably all keep our mouth shut more often than we can (laughs) well because that's the thing like i'm a like i'm a i i know that people come from a good place when they say things right but it's still hurtful and there are other people who don't speak up or talk about things at all because they don't they can't handle it quite the same way that i can right you know and so when i so i felt like for those women i kind of had to post the video and there are people I don't know. They're just the women of the world that want kids and don't have them and, you know, are secretly sad. And so I, when I posted it, um, I'll try to explain as best as possible. It got so much huge and intense response so quickly that um, I was getting emails, Facebook messages, whatever else, and like, people would find me through my website and send me emails through Mm. my website just because they were Googling me and trying to find how to reach me and whatever. Yeah, you didn't even think I'll set up a way to... (laughs) There was no... Yeah, I didn't mean... I just didn't... I just... I wasn't like, contact me. Yeah. Like, you know. And so it was... um, I had a lot of people who had shared it and it got reshared, reshared, reshared. And then they would show me a screenshot where someone had said, I found this video... um, I don't know how to say these words for myself, but mm. here is my story, and just please understand, yeah. you know, and would post the video, sort of let me kind of tell the story for them a little bit, or at least part of, you know, yeah. the feelings. And, but I had, this was the one that really got me, is I got an email from some man who said, um, thank you so much for posting your video. Um, my wife struggles with infertility. And I have never really understood how she felt yeah. until I watched her video. Yeah. And that's somebody's wife and husband. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, nope. and in a way, I feel like it was also to show my family and friends and a little bit even my own husband. Like, this is the deal. You know, like, this is the range of my feelings and emotions. And it's deep and ugly and hard. You know? Well, I, you know, but I think you're right. I think there's something about 
when you're sitting down face to face with somebody and you're trying to tell them something important, again, because you're right there, there's the desire as the person who loves you to want to fix or support or or be focused on a different aspect of what you're saying. And I think yes. what is interesting about this video is that when you put this out, it it takes away that wall. Like you know what I mean? It takes right. it almost takes your physical being out of the 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 equation and they're getting to see you and like what you're trying to say and it's it's really interesting and i i can imagine that for so many people who have been told to not talk about this you know again a million reasons to not talk you want to be a downer you don't want to make people who've got kids feel bad you don't want to put yourself in a situation where then they're going to say something to you that's going to make you feel you know i mean like as opposed to you know, again, this utopia place where we could just get past some of it and say, I'm going to share my story, I'm not sharing it at you. And I'd really right. like it if, you know, your response would be this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking well, you, you know, to- it's funny. <laughs> I have, uh, so um, one of my very favorite gay boyfriends um, who jokes that he hates children, right? right. Um, who could give a care whether or not I have a kid. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he had the most magical words, right? While I was really deep in depression. And he just literally said to me one day, what can I do to help? Yeah. That was it. How can I help? You know, he didn't try to fix it. Right. He didn't try to tell me what to do about my feelings. He was just like, how can I help? Yeah. And I was like that by saying that, that's it. Well, see, now that's a good response because I think we can also get frozen with, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I may, I may 10 minutes from now, I may a week from now, but right. I think the response of just hearing you ask that yeah. is incredible. It means you're listening and it means, yep. like, I, I think that's so respectful to both people. There's that, there's that expression like hold space, right? You hold space for someone. You just listen and you, you kind of hold their feelings and you don't have to do anything with them. You don't have to say anything. And it's, and it's similar, honestly, it's very similar, like, if you've ever been through an intense death in your life, where when someone dies, you know, uh, especially, like, an early tragic death or, a, yeah. a, you know, whatever, like, you don't, no one knows what to say to that other person unless you've been through it. People don't know how to deal, and you don't know what to say, and you're like, oh, well, if I bring it up, are they going to... Right. It's always up. You always think about it. It's always... So it is a very similar... Like, you just can say, like, I'm thinking about you. I don't know what to say, but if I can help, let me know how. Like, yeah. how can I help you? You know? And it's it's very... You know... And I know I've done it in the past. I know I've... I'm like, wow, when I think back to some of the things I said to people, I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, Holy well, shit, I'm so sorry. You know? Like, well, that's universal. Wow. We all we all get to you do know. that. We all... No one's free of making an oh, ass of themselves. Listen, I know I was like, did you try the raspberry tea? I know I did. Yeah. You know? I know I did. You know? But, but I've learned since. And I guess it is that just sort of as we grow as yeah. people, as we grow as a society, as we become more aware of each other, like just the ability to learn how to listen differently and respond differently and to be able to say like, wow, that must be really hard for you. Like, how can I help you? Or, you know, um, do you want my kid for the day? Ha ha ha. But like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like you can still, you can still. Um, be human at somebody. Be human at somebody. <laughs> On that note. I think what happens, too, is that people, while they're going 
through the really active infertility or in IVF or in the, you didn't mean when they're in heavy treatments or on medications and hormones or whatever, a lot of times other people will say like, oh, we shouldn't invite her to the baby shower because she's like, you know, mm-hmm. she just had a miscarriage or, oh, we shouldn't. You know what? Like, let that person decide for yes. themselves. Yes. You know, Amen. don't, dis- don't, don't, and, and, you know, and you can even say like, you know, I know you're going through a lot right now. We would love to have you. I, I understand if you don't want to come, but know that we would love to have you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can still be sensitive about it, but let the other person decide their feelings. Because you had a great thing on one of your podcasts that I listened to the other day where you said, you know, we can have two feelings at the same time. Right. I can be sad for myself and happy for you at the same time. Right. You know? Yeah. And I might have to step out for a moment. I might feel a little emotional and just excuse myself for a moment and get some air. You know what I mean? I might right. have a moment. But then I'm going to come back and be like, let's play those diaper games. You know? Right. <laughs> right. That's right. Let me eat that piece of shit candy in the middle of that diaper. We. Yeah. Right. Teresa <laughs> <laughs> never understands. Any chance never... you get to bring up that disgusting I game, you get, always just like, there. I don't understand. And I'm like, you are you not aware of the horrible things that people like to do for the name of fun? Oh, uh, Tracy, we, we've got to wrap up. But I just want to say... First off, thank you for coming on and talking with us about it. And I also really appreciate the video. Guys, it, you know, it's a good video. It's intense. It's, it's it, funny, too. It's also very <laughs> funny. I mean, but it's, I think it's really a powerful way for people who have friends that are dealing with this or loved ones yes. who are dealing with this to get some insight into what may be happening for them. And I think it is also, like you say, for some people, an opportunity to uh, to have things expressed for them that they've had a hard time putting into words. So thank you yeah. for that. And we'll yeah. leave everybody up to the video. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you guys for having me. I just, you guys are amazing. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here with you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, Thanks. we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? (laughs) I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? <laughs> all right. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds the- good to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. Attention, Europe. This fall, Maximum Fun is bringing a bunch of your favorite podcasters to London. Catch Judge John Hodgman, International Waters, and Bullseye all recording live episodes at the London Podcast Festival. We'll have fan meetups and we'll be joined on stage by a glittering array of celebrity guests. The London Podcast Festival runs September 22nd through 26th, and you can buy your tickets right now. Just go to MaximumFun.org. 
it just is great. Yeah. I just really. She's doing a great job. She's doing a really good job. And what I liked about listening to her, and you also know this from the video, is that it was it was a long, she was getting really good at this, as we say. There were times where, you know, it's not like, hey, I'm all good. That came yeah. to this decision real quick. Right. There was a lot of ugly. There was a lot of good, ugly, good, ugly, yeah. you know, as is every experience that we're having. And again, it's really helpful to me to hear that when I know I'm dealing with something that's incredibly difficult, that I'm I'm not going to be perfect at it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I really was very honest and, you know, we like honest around here. Um, so we'll link everybody up to the video. It's, it's, it's really amazing. Um, speaking of things that are also amazing, we are going to listen to a mom have a breakdown, guys. <laughs> Hi, this is Teresa. I'm calling with a rant. I'm a first-time caller. I love y'all's show. So I have a 15-month-old daughter, so of course I don't get enough self-care. And today, I I work nights, by the way. Today, I told myself that I was going to wake up early, an hour early, and go to Target and get some fucking clothes to fit because it's hot in Texas. So I go, and what happens? I end up in a three-car pile-up wreck. Of course. So, standing on the side of the road for over an hour, of course, the lady that caused it all doesn't have insurance. So, that's great. So, instead of self-care, I get to file a claim on my own insurance. My car's fine. I'm fine. I should be thankful. But replace the car seat, do all that fun stuff, and still never went to Target. So now <laughs> I'm headed to work, to work at some 12-hour shift, and this today sucks. I can't do anything nice for myself. <laughs> Thank you for letting me in. Bye. It's relentless. Ugh. I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry too. I mean, I that feeling... Of I just want to go get some fucking clothes, yeah. right? That fit, yeah. and like making and and sometimes you can be like you can beat yourself up for thinking it actually is going to require a great amount of effort just right. to go get a new. But it does. Yeah, there are almost all the time. It takes a remarkable amount of effort to find the time where you can go and get something for yourself without your kids and have the time to find it, try it on. Do you know my closet is full of garbage purchases? Oh, yeah. Where I ran in without the kids and yeah. I forced rushed. It looks all right. And yeah, this is so fine. I fine. need a thing. Like I need a thing. thing. Yeah. And then I get home and it makes me feel like shit when I put it right. on. So, yeah. like, it takes a lot of effort it to does. go find this time to get this for yourself and you deserve it. Yes. And then you go and the entire world has decided to shit upon this effort yep the accident the, I and mean, it could be i mean the accident is a pretty shitty way for the universe to shit on you that day <laughs> that is like the ultimate end of the spectrum yeah. but you know it could be you know uh, another accident further up or you've hit every red light or something you get a call right before you get in the car and then suddenly you only have 30 minutes or 10 minutes and like yeah and the whole thing falls apart and i'm so thankful we're so thankful that you're safe and you're okay but you're right 
Now you got to deal with insurance. Now you got to deal with the car seat. Now you got to go fix the car. Now you got, I mean, so like, not only did you not go get your clothes. Right. And you still have you to go work at night. Work you got for yourself. more work. Yeah. And that sucks, yes. universe. Yes. You are doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. Because of that really is an impossible situation. And you, I, I just, you're remarkable. Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah, you really are. You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I just did like, oh. Yeah. I know. I just feel like. We're not even mentioning the 12-hour shift. I know. Yeah. I feel like, really, when you see moms walking by, our yeah. dads walking, when you see, I screw it. When you see just anybody out on the street, <laughs> they've probably had a shit day. We should just be applauding people left and fucking right. <laughs> Everybody deserves a good job because, I mean, you just never know. And that woman's going to walk into work and no one's going to know no. that's been her shit day. No. And she has to sit there for 12 hours and do whatever her job is. And we have just remember, you never know. You're remarkable. Yeah, you are. Teresa. What did we learn today? <laughs> we learned that Simon <laughs> is headed for a life of, uh, it's either going to be crime or espionage. <laughs> I'm going to go with espionage. Okay. Those karate lessons will pay off soon enough. I the hope. CIA will be calling by the time he gets yeah. into fifth grade. Uh, we just want him using his powers for good, good. not evil. <laughs> Maybe that's how you should spin it at him. Yeah. Maybe that's you how you power. should spin it. You need to use With your power. great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I was talking to him about being a big brother and yeah. how, like, it's his job to, like, show Oscar. Like, you know the right way to be yeah. in the world. It's yeah. your job to show Oscar because Oscar does not know. Right. So it's up to you. But I, I think power is... I, that might play into this. It's going to work if I yeah. talk about the power that he has and using it for good. Superhero. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All superheroes have a day where they have to chiz. Yeah. They're going to use their right. power for good That's right. or for bad. Yeah. Okay. Really what we learned about that was sneaky. Kids being sneaky is awful. Yeah. It requires hard. a lot more effort on our part. Yes. No one wants that. No. <laughs> I want to sit there and drink some lemonade, you guys. <laughs> That's what I want to do when I'm not working. That's if I'm at home, I want to just have some lemonade. What if you're just like, oh, I wish that somebody would sneakily go fix me some lemonade. Don't ever make your mother lemonade. (laughs) Um, It's just one of these parenting things that kind of sucks that we're going to have to write out. Yeah. Sorry, Teresa, because you're in the middle of it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We also learned that uh, Tracy Wilson is awesome. And that uh, there's a lot going on in in terms of what people are dealing with with infertility. And I think the big takeaway was just as a person trying to be supportive of friends going through this is to be a good listener, to to tell people, you know, I'm here for you. I really liked her wording at creating a say like a space, yeah, a hold space, yeah. Just I'm here. You tell me what you need. When you know what you need. Yeah. And I really, as always, I always like anything in which we can empower ourselves to be clear with what we want. 
You know, even if it's, please don't say those words to me again, you know. Um, Yeah, or even if we don't know what we want, having somebody ask that can prompt us to do some introspection and figure that out, and that can be helpful. Exactly, and to say thank you for saying that. That actually is really helpful just to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was insightful. Yes. I, so I enjoyed those lessons we learned today. Me too. Yeah. Uh, you know, what we always learn on the show is that you can uh, write us with guests or show suggestions at onebadmother at maximumfun.org. You can follow us on Twitter at onebadmothers, at Teresa Thorne, or at Biz Ellis. And you can come find us on Facebook on our public or private page. You can purchase a commercial or personal message on the show. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. You can also get a weekly affirmation from us in your email inbox. Just look for the link to sign up for that in any of our episode posts on MaximumFun.org. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are, guys. You really are. You guys are doing great. You are. Teresa, you're doing a very good job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week week. Bye! I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listener. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.